Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. This is the COB and it is a Wednesday, the 11th of October. Boy, um, yeah, I'm Nadine Blaney. Uh, that's not what's so exciting about the day, trust me. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Danny Akuye. Long time no see. I know, I was thinking, um, you know, it feels... We're both in blue today, but it's not a blue day. It's actually an upbeat, I know. buzzy, green on screen day. And I think we're looking now three or four days of the ASX. No, no, this is going to be number five. Number five, yeah. is it? Gosh, yeah. I'm losing You're track. You're losing track, but it looks Gosh. as if it's going to be closing up by about six tenths of one percent. I mean, if we take a quick look at the SIBO Australia index, because of course, it is the first to close. The curtains come down on it earlier. I mean, it, it was a yet another positive session. Do you know I spoke with Tony Sycamore uh, from IG during the trade today. It is up online, osbiz.com.au, the trade, if you want to have a look. And he is calling it a Fed pivot. And he reckons Whoa. there is plenty of upside for equities from here, not just for the US, but here in Australia as well. It is really monumental if the market gets a whiff that the Fed has really stopped hiking. And I think behind the scenes, when they saw that steepening, that bear steepening, the yield curve moving up so steeply, I was talking about it with guests all mm-hmm. last week. What's going to break? Because people forget we live in a really indebted world mm-hmm. now, heavily fin- financialized as they call it. And there was a guilt crisis a year ago in the UK. I think they put on a brave face, but ultimately the Fed, the Treasury, Janet Yellen going, this is all getting a little bit yeah. too spicy. We don't need at this stage of the cycle to have a big hedge fund blow up or something go awry. So I think Tony's thesis might potentially have some legs. Yeah, well, he was saying, look, um, you know, he doesn't reckon the market's fully absorbed what the yeah. language and the rhetoric coming from Fed speakers in the wake of what happened last week in bond markets has been fully digested and fully brought on board mm. because, you know, he said there's no, well, I don't want to give it all away. You know, you can listen to the interview yourself and I hate paraphrasing and getting it slightly wrong, but, you know, that the Fed will never go from an extremely restrictive stance to cutting. So no. there has to be yeah. this in between. So this is yeah, and the it's, pivot. It's, 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 I guess it's the thing, the pivot, people get confused because they think a pivot is like you're going to drop rates straight away. Yeah. I guess it's more, it's, it's always shades of grey in the subtleties, the tone. And the tone is like, well, longer end of the curve has higher rates. Therefore, they don't have to keep on mm-hmm. basically lifting at the short end because the bond market is doing the work for them. But we will see those long yields coming down if they start to say, yep, they're on hold now. They're just going to sit there, sit and wait and see. So I think it 
That in itself is yeah. the pivot. Like it's taking the markets, taking out any rate rises for next year. So Ooh, it means spicy. technology. It means basically too. Yeah. It's really interesting because if you look at the market dynamics of the sectors, what's running. So in the US, utilities, which were absolutely pounded, starting to run. You're seeing some of those more um, interest rate sensitive stocks, like um, for example, in the solar industry, mm-hmm. absolutely pummeled. Solar Edge, uh, First Solar, they're up all five percent last night. So even we, we've been talking small caps, haven't we, yeah. Nadine? As a theme, big article in the Wall Street. Journal about small caps coming back into focus. So even if you're, you're not looking specifically at the bond market, you might see equity starting to sniff out this. Yeah, looking beyond those yeah. magnificent seven. And that is one of the big themes that we've been keeping our eye on in the newsroom. And you can always catch up on the small caps news. It reminds me of a conversation I listened to with Steve Johnson from Forager Funds. You know, look for those small companies that are almost profitable or getting yeah. to profitability, just made profitability that have been very, very beaten down. And that's where a lot of the upside may be. You can also find the small cap series on our website as well. So yeah, it is um, a lot about the rally continuing. It's about goiter gone. And it's about yeah. a lot of the AGMs that we've been getting some insights into companies. But let's run you through some of these sectors that did outperform 10, 10 of the 11 sectors were higher today. Absolutely. And uh, there we have consumer discretionary stocks. They're a classic case in point too. Uh, They might start to run a little bit. And Domino's has had an upgrade. Um, I know the the, the name escapes me. Uh, Which broker was it? Jefferies? No, it mightn't have been Jefferies. Has basically said the company um, is at a turning point. So it is now done all the hard work and uh, profitability should start to improve. So Domino's leading those consumer discretionary stocks up 3%. I that's really interesting because that was such, you know, a maligned stock, um, particularly after it, um, yeah, I guess, failed to respond to a lot of those inflationary pressures. Quick smart. All right, what else moved the day today? Mm. Look at these big miners, BHP up by 1%. And I think what we saw in uh, the Singapore iron ore uh, market, we've actually seen some price movements there, which is supporting. So basically iron ore futures on Wednesday were moving higher with the Singapore benchmark rebounding after six straight sessions of declines. And so uh, basically the Singapore exchange climbed by 1.7% to 112.7 per 70, I should say, per metric ton after hitting a six-week low. And the Dalian Commodity Exchange was up 1.2% to $113.62 per tonne. And what is interesting, I had a chat um, with Gary Ng from uh, Navit- Navit- oh, Navit- um, Navitech. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, that will be online, but also talking about the potential for... Nataxis. Nataxis. There thank we go. you. <laughs> China stimulus. More China stimulus. A big package possibly coming through. 
So uh, clearly playing out today with some of the metals and mining stocks. But technology was actually the leading light today. Mm -hmm. This was the sector that was up by 1.49%. And uh, Block also leading the charge up almost 3.8%. Now there was an upgrade to that stock, I think, over in the US, saying uh -huh. it had been completely overdone. But also interesting to see WiseTech Global and Zero are also up strongly with Altium, not so much. Let's just whip through some of these. The industrials are looking good as well, mostly, um, you know, in some cases underperforming the broader market. And the REIT, speaking of interest rate sensitive stocks, look at Stockland up by one and a half percent and uh, some good gains being made there by Charter Hall Retail. So I put it out on Twitter today, got a little bit of love. Yes. Mic drop for Joe Aston at the AFR. I mean, Richard There's Goyer a badge of honor, a Joe Ashton retweet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously there's still some water to go under the bridge between now and when he leaves some, of course, responding yeah. and saying should have been sooner, should have, could have, would have. This is the outcome. We spoke with Helen Byrne from Swinburne yes. University about corporate governance and the implications of that. But there you go, the Qantas share price up by 3%. I will just digress for a moment. Say that I did a bit of reading um, with an RBC Capital Markets report out on travel and the travel stocks. Mm. Um, look, saying that back to pre-COVID levels in terms of um, volumes, um, load factors improving from the May lull back to pre-COVID levels. Also so saying that ticket pricing has largely normalized with best discount prices back to pre-COVID mm, levels. Interesting. But capacity is still very restrained. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how they make money, isn't it? Don't put too many flights on, just keep them all packed up. Yeah. But also too, we had the CSL um, AGM, as is Commonwealth Bank and IAG. And just interesting, CSL reaffirming guidance, 11% growth in earnings at the, um, I think that's the bottom end of the scale for full year 24. Market kind of going oh ho hum. Uh, Commonwealth Bank, now we didn't get a direct hit on what he said at the AGM, but before that, Matt Common, the CEO, just saying that the Australian economy continues to still be quite resilient. So he wasn't flagging any nasties out there. And IAG just reaffirming their guidance and just making saying that the quarter has started off well because they had we hadn't had too many bad natural peril events, which is a little bit depressing. So, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, of course, I um, did a really interesting interview with a small cap today that tracks and oh, helps. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, I'll play it out tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, talking about being in El Nino and they monitor a lot of the um, risks for yeah. insurance companies and just that, you know, there's going to be a lot of them coming. Mm. Anyhow, um, Bank of Queensland reported today. It obviously has been through a bit of a tumultuous time with the regulators on its back, uh, the CEO departing mm. uh, in the past year and uh, a board member becoming the CEO. So the profit was down by 70% mm. It was stock of the day. Let's and look, a dividend you know, cut. Yeah, dividend, Never. which is you know, yeah. and the theme of four, you know, yeah. bank investors. So let's see what our guests had to say on the call. Case of Bank of Queensland, I doubt you've got many capital gains, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, most of the attraction from banks, in our opinion, is from a growing dividend. Yeah. And dividend per share has actually been falling for a lot of the banks. So you look at 
I, I, I've gone on about this a couple of times. You look at what you can get on a bank bond, Commonwealth Bank bond with three to five year maturity, you're getting five and a half, six percent. Right. When you're getting dividend yields of four percent in the case of yeah. uh, CBA. So I just don't think the risk rewards are attractive rates. at the moment. Okay. We're at probably top of the cycle, net interest yeah. margins. You know, we've seen rates, you know, cash rates rise. Um, banks tend to obviously move on on loan products more than they do on deposit products, so yep. that gives them that interest margin opening up the jaws. But we'll probably see rates start to slow down a bit, if not flatten out, um, and then the next you know maybe in a year, year and a half's time, it might be downwards. So the market's trying to look ahead right. to where the where those rates are going. Um, and, and as Mike said, there's not a lot of growth in, in, in lending at the moment. Uh, I think we'd have to see the property market settle down a bit before we start to see anything go okay. on there. So, so I'd be neutral if I owned it. Uh, I wouldn't be chasing buying right. it. Would you be uh, chasing Bank of Queensland? I mean, it's been a pretty troubled no. time. No. Not at this stage. Not financial advice, information and opinion yes. only coming exactly. from us. Let's get uh, some uh, views from somebody who knows the market pretty well. Henry Dennings from Marcus Today. Henry, welcome. Yeah, the Aussie Hi. economy has been pretty resilient. We saw that in the NAB business survey yesterday. But would you be buying a regional bank, particularly Bank of Queensland? <laughs> no, Nadine is the answer. Uh, hi, Danny. Hi. Uh, it's... Uh, Hi. Um, it's, um, I've got to say, it's a pretty uninspiring set of numbers, dividend cut, etc. And you have to say that when the big boys fight, the little boys suffer. And, and this is really the problem that with the big boys, it's competitive enough out there with, uh, you know, we did see CBA, according to the RBA, losing some market share. So it's clearly a pretty competitive environment for the mortgages at the moment. Bank of Queensland, always kind of the ugly sister on the periphery. Uh, I wouldn't be touching it. Today's reaction, 7.4%, maybe a tad uh, overreaction, but uh, certainly not for me. I think if you're gonna be in the sector, you stick with the strength, you stick with the big four, uh, to be honest, because you know, as uh, Francesca said, it is a pretty competitive world out there and housing is not uh, exactly an easy market at the moment. So. Uh, the big boys doing okay, but the little boys not doing quite so well. Now, Henry, something that might be a little bit of music to your ears, but not your band, is small caps. And uh, yep. there is some interest, I believe, growing. Big article in the Wall Street Journal about small caps. If uh, we were just discussing earlier whether the tone from the Fed has shifted. Um, yeah. Is it like is it a good time to look at good quality small caps with some cash flow? Because a lot of them have been, you know, put through the ringer. Yeah, a lot of them have been decimated in September. And unfortunately, I was reading one report suggesting that most of the fund managers in the small cap space were sort of chock full to the gunnels with their exposure and couldn't really buy any more, which left it very much to the short sellers and those panicking and stop losses, etc., being pushed down. Volumes are still pretty light, I have to say, especially in the small caps. There's a few sort of big uh, players in terms of uh, volume, but the rest of it is uh, is pretty quiet. So I think it's always a good time to be looking at them. Whether it's a good time to be pulling the trigger, I'm not sure, but certainly some selective buying in some of the small caps, I think is uh, is gonna be interesting to see how that pans out. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a bottom in here. When the market does bottom, it tends to be the big caps that go first, and then we get some confidence, and then people start to look at the smaller 
end of the market. I think we're maybe a smidge early, but certainly it is a volatile sector. And as I say, if those sellers that were aggressive in September pull out and decide that they don't want to keep pushing things down, uh, then you get a bit of a vacuum and you do get a pop higher at times. And we've seen that in some of those lithium names recently with big short positions mm. and uh, sellers retreating and then the stock pops. Yeah, so um, just to flesh it out a little bit, because for so long people were told to keep some cash on the sidelines, be ready for the opportunities. Like, you haven't missed out, have they? No, they haven't missed out, but far from it. Uh, well, they haven't certainly missed out. Uh, there's plenty of time. There's always plenty of time in, in small caps. They tend to be quite volatile. And we have seen in this market what is a hero one day is a zero the next. For instance, something like Chalice, uh, which was uh, flying yesterday, is up down 4.2% today. So uh, it is kind of uh, a very volatile period in the market. And I think there's generally quite a bit of confusion in the market about what's going on, certainly from the members that we have and the emails I get. There is some confusion still out there. And uh, I think by no means have people missed the small cap bounce. But uh, you're going to have to be disciplined and you're going to have to pick the winners that you see as the winners. I mean, things like Weebit Nano, for instance, which does obviously have some exposure to Israel, uh, has been decimated. It's sort of down 50 percent. Mm. It's back down to three bucks. And, you know, it was flying high uh, not so long ago doing capital raisings, etc. So there has been some big, big casualties in the sector. Uh, and equally, that does throw up opportunities. But I think just at the moment, I'm still watching and and waiting for the signs of the all clear. I'm happy to miss the first part of the rally, I must admit, just to be on the safer side, because we've been sucked in before in some of these small caps, only to be whacked again. But um, certainly there are some early signs that it is a, a lucrative place to be looking. Henry, before we um, let you go for your yeah. afternoon, whatever, um, <laughs> your walk or your or your beer or your cup of tea. Um, uh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, look, Richard Goiter has kind of fallen on his sword, albeit he'll be out at the oh. AGM on 2024. Um, it's and a they long are, sword. Which is a very long <laughs> sword. But anyway, he's going to be the steward of renewal at the moment. Look, for Qantas, yeah. it's been heavily sold down. Everybody knows all the problems. Problems. Uh, the board seems to be finally responding. Obviously, they didn't want one of those bloodbath AGMs. Uh, bottom fishing in that one, is that worth having a look at? Um, I, I think it is to some extent. Obviously, there's been a lot of negativity about Qantas. It does strike into a, a national sort of uh, psyche to some extent, Qantas, and it is also easy to bag. Uh, contrary, uh, the other argument, of course, is that the oil price is rising, so that certainly hurts uh, in terms of uh, operational efficiencies with those airfares. And also those airfares still staying stubbornly high and consumers under pressure. So I must admit I'm not rushing. Obviously, Richard Goyd is not rushing either. Uh, he's still got <laughs> another year at the trough. Uh, to, uh, to sort out his legacy. Alan Joyce, of course, his legacy is well and truly written in the stars now. But uh, no, I, for me, it's just a little too early in Qantas. It, you know, you've got to remember the new CEO was the old CFO. So, you know, the song remains the same for the time being. You've got to watch what they do, not what they say, and not what the board's trying to avoid in terms of a uh, bloodbath at the AGM in November. Yeah. Um 
CFO. I think she's been at the company for 30 years. So, yeah. you know, yeah. very yeah. instrumental in a lot of the decisions that would have been made over the the long period. Yeah. But um, hey, Henry, we'll let you go so you can go do whatever. Oh, no. Thanks. I can't, I can't do my whatever. Thanks, Nadine. I'll do <laughs> my you. whatever. Henry, Thanks, Henry from Marcus today. All right, market leaders, let's get cracking. See what uh, led this market higher today. In fact, this is obviously by percentage terms because when you think about it in um, you know market cap terms, you can think of the big players like BHP, you know, up by 1.25%, Rio, Fortescue, West Farmers, Woodside as well. We haven't talked to energy, uh, but some of those um, energy names are doing well. And I think as well, it's worthwhile mentioning that Chevron and the LNG unions mm. have extended their pay deal talks mm. until Thursday. So that's a bit of news coming from the space. In terms of um, the leaders by percentage terms, think of Neuron Pharmaceuticals, think of Bega Cheese, no news, think of Pexa Group, Block, Block uh, Link Administration, and then you get into you know Domino's, which we've already mentioned. Next DC also saw Jeffries uh, saying that it could win some more contracts coming through with sustainability improvements. Some of the laggards though, I mean, Bank of Queensland. Yeah, that, that was a bit punchy. It is pretty punchy. That's actually been a bit of a cliff that one's been off. Uh, also, Chalice Mining again, underselling pressure. Limetown Resources, isn't that interesting? Because Jean has been... Uh, yeah. Have I got that right? I always get confused. No, 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 that, yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been, she's been um, upping Creeping her up state there. But of course, if she goes over 19 spot 9%, she actually has to make a takeover offer. And, I think uh, she's at 18 point something. 18 now. and a half, I think. Uh, maybe she stopped buying today. Um, yeah. Genesis Minerals are down almost 3% and Lendlease off about uh, 2.4%. Yeah, again, I'm not seeing any news associated no. with Lendlease there. So let's look at just to the small to mid cap space of the market. Aries Resources is looking all right. Uh, Saunders International, likely some sort of a contract win that would uh, push that share price higher, 8.6%. Flipping the page, though, to see what is lagging in the small to mid-cap space. Oh, brain chip. But, yeah, up, um, yeah. It's yeah. like taking the, the elevator and the escalator on that one. Sure I actually is. know the elevator up and down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, look, back to us for just a little discussion. What's on overnight? Boy, uh, I, I think that we've been sort of really Hold obsessing on. about what's coming through on Thursday with inflation, but we do get minutes from the previous FOMC meeting. Yep. So giving us some insight into the Fed think. Um, Absolutely. If we don't get any more Fed speak tonight. Absolutely. And of course, the market will start to focus yet again on the inflation reading that is coming out on Thursday US time. Uh, but maybe check in with what is happening tomorrow. Well, I just wanted Sorry. to say yeah. PS. Um, yeah. I was saying Fed speak. We've got Dally Bowman Collins. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we've got the producer price index for September. So oh, interesting. Yeah, so actually. They're, they're putting the PPI out before. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think they usually do. do now, they? tomorrow, oh. yeah, uh, let's take a look. We've at got some uh, AGMs, uh, Brambles AGM, uh, AZJ. And of course, we've got a whole host of really fantastic lined up because there is as well. of course the city group conference yes. so there'll be lots of great interviews with city tomorrow and i think on friday yeah. um so lots lots to tune in for should we have a final check on uh, where the markets so. close so i've got the asx 200 up about 47 spot eight points which is a 0.68 percent 7088 cbo 200 up almost seven points or half a percent and i'm just looking at 
at U.S. Futures as well, Danny. Both mixed, um, aren't they? Yeah, they're positive now. Oh, so cool. obviously there's still quite a lot of time. We've got the S&P 500 E-minis just into positive territory. Um, Aussie so, dollar's a little bit weaker coming. It's sort of got, got to 64 spot, two, three cents, and it's like, no, nah, we're going to go south again. But who who knows what will happen? A lot can happen between well, now and tomorrow morning, hey? You know, not to end on a down note, but uh, we do have word that Israel is re- readying a ground offensive. You know, we've had some pretty strong rhetoric coming from the U.S. President Joe Biden yep. about the sheer evil, is the quote, of the Hamas attacks. And uh, we do start to tick every closer to some of the more significant uh, earnings reports coming through in the United yeah, States. Yeah, the big banks starting on Friday. But hey, we'll take uh, a happy Wednesday mm-hmm. and um, yeah, an up market and um, we'll be all here. Well, actually, I won't be here tomorrow morning, but you will be, Nadine. I, yep, I'll be I'll here in be spirit. Here. <laughs> she always is. She's always chatting with us <laughs> online. I'll get my internet up and running and it'll be like you never left. Danny, <laughs> Dear poor we'll you. see you next week. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. We're live. Have a great night. Thank you.